In a world of uncertainty, one thing is for sure. Cancer doesn't stop during a global crisis. On Saturday, June 13th, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society will be hosting a trailblazing event, Big Virtual Climb, sponsored by AbbVie, to support their investment in groundbreaking research to advance blood cancer cures and its first-in-class patient education and services, including financial support and clinical trial navigation. Step up to take cancer down by climbing 61 floors or 1,762 steps, inside or outside, on stairs, on the road, or on your treadmill. Climb your way. Join us for an opening ceremony and then take on your climb with our heart-pumping playlist. Join us on June 13th from coast to coast as we come together to climb, conquer, cure. Register at lls.org slash big climb. What's going on, Greens? A good day. Welcome back to Birds All Day. My name is Drew Fair Service, and this is a podcast typically about the Toronto Blue Jays and other stuff around the Toronto Blue Jays. I feel like this week it might be not a lot about the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, we could just continue on uh, business as usual, even though on top of all of the uh, popular public uprisings and police riots and violence, the state violence that's, that we're seeing uh, in Canada and in the United States. Um, we could just continue on and like blaze ahead and pretend like this is some kind of reprieve from all of that, but it uh, isn't, and it was never going to be. Not here, not anywhere. Um, this is a really important moment, I think, uh, because I feel as though conversations are have, being had right now that have not ever been had before. Not in the scale, not in the scope, not in the participants, um, which is important. But also, there's only so much talk and listening that we can do. There was a, a Players' Tribune thing that Kyle Korver wrote a few years ago that I found to be pretty uh, powerful at the time. And he talked about how he has to listen. I have to listen. To listen to to leaders, I have to support leaders who who want to forward uh, social justice. I, want, I need to support leaders who take these things um, seriously. Uh, Kyle Korver, of course, was a former teammate of uh, Thabo Cephalosha, somebody I wrote about a little bit this week. As, uh, as someone who had all the privileges, who was who was wealthy, who grew up in a in a in a in an artistic Western European home, who came to the United States because of a gift to, to play basketball, because of his hard work and because of his size and because of all those things that came together, and it didn't stop him from getting his leg broken at uh, during a, an altercation that he was more of a witness to at a nightclub in New York. That was Kyle Korver's context, it kind of helped to open my eyes maybe at the time. Uh, and his whole thing was, I have to listen. But I also think that we have to do more than listening. Um, uh, also, by the way, by the way, not also, but by the way, of course, listening to this this part of this show and and uh, joining as always, uh, old reliable Mr. James Stoughton. Stoughton, how are you? Uh, I'm I'm happy to be listening. Happy to be listening. I wish that uh, I wish that we could just go back and talk about baseball, but it doesn't seem right. Um, there are uh, so many powerful conversations that that are happening right now, and. Uh, 
before I before we get into it a little bit further, um, real quick, I want to mention again the, the power that we have. If if you're listening to this show, there's a very good chance you're in a very specific demographic, and the power that we have is not just to listen, but to learn and to go and to invest our time and our energy into better understanding the struggle in this country, in Canada, and in the United States. But we we don't have to look at you know even south of the border. There's so much real history and real systemic racism here in Canada that we can continue to educate ourselves about. You know, it, it, it's, it's happening. It, some change is happening slowly, but we can speed it up through our actions, through our, our our conversations, through doing the work. Our doing the work is this thing that you're seeing a lot of people say right now. But we can do that ourselves. And the other thing we can do is put our money where our mouths are. Uh, there are lots of uh, of worthy uh, organizations that are serving um, um, black and racialized communities, indigenous communities within within Toronto, within Canada, wherever you are. There, are, I'm sure you could find some if you're in Toronto. Um, Black Lives Matter. You can uh, check them out if you want to make a donation or 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 take some of the resources that they are they provide. If you need to learn, uh, uh, Black Food Toronto is a, is a new organization that's come up even just recently that is that is uh, doing powerful work in in communities across Toronto. Uh, the Most Nurtured is a uh, an organization for um, for for queer and trans and uh, um, uh, 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 minority populations. Uh, sorry, like uh, Black. Black and people of color within within Canada and uh, Black Legal Action Center is another place where uh, you can make a donation and hopefully make a difference. Uh, that's a few. You've probably seen a million uh, people providing a million different organizations, people going out of their way to, to find these places out. And I think it's a good start. There's still so much more to do uh, because we're still it, it takes being overwhelmed with with irrefutable images and testimony for any of this stuff to sink in. And I, I, it's so, that's so fucking crazy mm-hmm. that, that we can't just take people at their word, no matter how long they've been saying it. And we, and, and the, the idea of doing the work, there's a great piece in the art, in the athletic, it was a round table with retired uh, major league players with uh, Torrey Hunter, with Dontrell Willis, with, uh, with Latroy Hawkins and, uh, and Ryan Howard, where, um, it's an important conversation to, to be had with with, uh, with Doug Glanville, who hosts podcasts here on the Athletic as well. But again, it's 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 so fucked up that we have to put it on these men to explain to us in no uncertain terms how different their life experiences are than even the players who with whom they share a locker. And 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 it's and like we just keep putting it on them and demanding that they mm-hmm. show it and prove it and say it over and over. Uh, where Tory Hunter's describing getting a gun pulled on him at his own house. And then the cop who had a gun in his face is like, oh, can you get me tickets to the Angels game? Like, it's just all kinds of crazy shit like that, that, that sounds so unbelievable, unless, unless you're one of, unless you're the, these people who have lived these experiences, who it just sounds like a fucking Tuesday. And, and it sucks that we, it, it, we have to get smashed over the face with this insane reality before anything changes and the only thing that's changed right now is the way that your fucking instagram feed looks that's the only thing that's really changed there's still so much work to do there's still so much uh uh uh, holding power accountable there's still so many so much work to do changing the structure of of uh of like the legal system and the police system and the courts and the prisons in, in in our country in our cities um that that instagram posts and and sharing stories and providing links isn't going to do it on itself and also us on this podcast we're not going to do it ourselves i don't know if we're talking about it to make ourselves feel better 
I this has been a diff, this has been difficult for me to wrap my head around how and why this is this is, needs to happen. But we have a platform, and if if I if we don't use it, if I if I sit back and be like, I'm really struggling with my words right now. They fucking pay me to do this shit. They pay me to make to 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 to, to have words to to um have thoughts and put them out there in a in a way that people can understand and maybe maybe they haven't been able to express themselves. So this is the fucking least I can do is to sit here for an hour and talk to you ostensibly about baseball, but also about this the the greater world as we see it working in almost perfect harmony, not the system breaking down a perfect work a system working just as as perfectly as can be with the poverty draft, you know, lining people up who are who are Anyway, I don't. I, I'm, I'm losing my the plot here. Well, it it it's because you're angry about all of this, and I, that I I don't know how anybody can watch what's been happening and not react with anger and not place that anger in the direction where it should be, which is you know the state and the police who keep murdering people, and you know all, just just how we've failed so miserably us as a, a you know as countries as as uh, as society quote unquote us as a podcast uh us as people you know and like we're here again you know i I, it's hard not to think about ferguson and how that felt like it was you know a seminal moment that was going to you know things are going to be different and then of course it wasn't and here we are again and here we are talking about this you know the day you know the week where things are at its fever pitch and what hopefully the lesson, you know, uh, there's a lot of lessons that got to come out of this, but but hopefully one, and one that I know that I'm thinking about myself personally is that, you know, this can't be the only time we talk about and think about this stuff and act on this stuff. And, you know, we talk about our platform. Uh, you know, we, we, we don't, we don't have nearly enough people of color uh, uh, as guests. Uh, and that's something we have to rectify, but not something that we, you know, felt like you said, uh, it would be a good idea to just add, you know to ask somebody to come and and you know explain why they deserve dignity, which is so obvious and so fucking frustrating uh, to watch. Not just the reaction from the police, but the politicians who are pro- protecting them and the people who are you know uh, following their Instagram and Twitter feeds and finding ways to see this whole fucking mess that is people's reality in ways that uh, that just aren't real. You know, there's there's a very clear like like morality test going on here uh and 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 it's it, it's infuriating that we have to talk about it or think about it and just so you know just disappointing and uh, that 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 we haven't done better until now and haven't yet done better here and we're gonna you know a lot of people are gonna outrage uh on their twitter and a lot of you know, there's gonna be a lot of slacktivism about it uh, but it, fuck, it needs to be meaningful and, you know, hopefully we look back in a few months and with words like that, angry words from myself, I can look back and be like, I did things, I did tangible things. And I hope that everybody who's angry about what's going on, uh, can say the same. You, you hope so. And, and again, I, as I referenced that, that story, um, with 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 Glanville and, and Ryan Howard and Toriana and all those things and 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 hopefully you know while while it isn't fair to put the onus on these on these men who live these experiences to kind of relive it and and break it down and make it real enough that someone can be like huh 
that would be shitty, it, you know, if you're at home reading it and things like that. But but if that's what it takes, if that's the straw that that breaks the camel's back, if that's the if that's the final nudge to get um, people having these conversations and 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 more more importantly taking like important and 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 uh, uh, taking action and and finding actionable. Uh, things from what they learn, what they read, from the conversations they have, from the listening and from the talking with their kids, with their parents, with whoever it is to confront um, that, which is so, it would be so easy and has been so easy for my entire life to essentially ignore and to be like, well, it's not happening to me. And it, and while it can't be that bad, it's what about this? And what about that? And it's, you know, it's a it's a matter of of justice, and it's a matter of equality, and it's a matter of uh, like you said, it's it's a matter of just doing the, the right thing. It's not right that 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 people that 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 uh, as I as I wrote in this thing today that like there's one thing that enters a room before anything anybody else, and and you know that you know Tory Hunter is 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 assumed to be uh uh. uh uh, a robber or, or or a criminal in his own home that that Thabo Savalosha has his leg broken by the police. There's Delano Shields Jr. shared a story about um, about this is almost identical to Tory Hunter's about getting pulled over and there are five cop cars there because there was an SUV full of guys who were black and they're driving around. They were playing. They were screwing around, playing, pretending to play baseball with swinging bats and stuff. And somebody, you know, imagines things that that they aren't seeing. And and those are that's those are some of the, the craziest. Um, the craziest testimony, the things that have come out of um, uh, police shootings and, and and the police testimony saying things that are just, the, the, I, I can't remember who, who it was. It might have been um, uh, Ferguson. It might have been uh, uh, where, where the cop described uh, this, this teenage boy getting shot. And then he, in his words, he hulked up like this is some kind yeah. of superpower. And this this man that is this child or this boy that was that was that was 17 or or or, or, uh, or uh, there's I. I apologize. I'm well, I'm conflating so many so, of these. There's so fucking many of them. There's so like, many. Like, there's so many, and and yeah. there's always an excuse. And there's, uh, but, but anyway, again, I I don't want to. No, but it's it, and it, it, it it's fucked up. Like I I went to York University and I grew up in Peterborough, and mm-hmm. you know demographically quite different places. And you know I just I still remember vividly where I was. The party I was at when, like, this shit sort of dawned on me talking to, you know, other guys in my in my class about their experience with the police. Where for me, it's like I literally watched a friend climb up on the roof of the mall. Here, cop car pulls in, was like, "What's going on there?" And, and we were like, "Oh, we, he kicked a ball up there. He's just going to get it." And the cop just was like, "All right," and was on his merry way. And like, when you think about how often situations like that happen people who look like me and how often those situations go completely differently for other people. I mean, I'm saying something that obviously, you know, we all know and is, and is exhausting. Not, not like, fuck, I can't complain about being exhausted by it because I'm not the victim of, of the way that, the, you know, the, 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 all this stuff is aligned, but you know, all I'm saying is defund the police, demilitarize the fucking police and, uh, and, and also mass action works. Uh, mass action sure as hell has gotten people listening at this point where it goes from here. We'll see. Uh, but you know, I have, I've talked to friends here in Peterborough about this and, and I don't want to paint Peterborough with a particular blanket because we, we have a, we have a lovely, a lovely, quite liberal city here, but you know, uh, 
I encountered a friend who was like, you know, what what does that even do to like to to like destroy your own city? And it's like, well, the, you know, everybody told Kaepernick to go fuck off too, right? Like nobody wanted mm-hmm. to listen to that. And now, okay, well, we got to smash you in the face because you're not listening. And you know, the 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 poo pooing of that tactic, the poo pooing of like of of people going to the fucking streets. Uh, that's not helpful. And, you know, you see where change happens and it's not by sitting back and making nice platitudes on a podcast or on Twitter or, or, you know, thinking the right thoughts and then, you know, maybe going and, 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 and making a vote for the person you think is best suited to not be just a complete fucking ghoul. But, uh, but that's, you know, that's not enough. And, and again, it's so easy to say for me right now, sitting in my fucking living room on a on a chair, like I, I'm not out in the streets. But uh, but hopefully that mentality is is catching on, and it's not you know it's not it's not a moment where people are are uh, are, are feeling sorrowful or or it's what people. This is a time I think people should be feeling active and wanting to go and and march alongside of the people who are are doing what's right and saying enough is fucking enough. I agree. I agree that there are two things that, that, that people like you and myself can do. And number one is to, to, to leverage that privilege that we have and put it on the line, be willing to risk it, be willing to um, um, exploit it for, uh, for the greater good. But the other thing I think that people need to do, and, and this, it, this is, this can be difficult, which is to make yourself uncomfortable. And, and when you're in a situation, rather than, than looking for an easy way out or an easier way out, uh, uh, like live it all the way. And, and I'm going to tell a story now that I told off the air of this show, not today, but before where it was February and I was, my uh, daughter plays, um, in an indoor soccer league. And we were, so we're in this local public school and they had a, they had a black history month, uh, display up in the, in the area in front of the school. And I was there, uh, checking it out. I was looking at it, looking at who the, some of the kids would have picked to put in there. There were, you know, entertainers and there was, um, you know, PK Subban. And I was like, yeah, all right, PK Subban, that's my guy. And, uh, and Tristan Thompson was there. Um, and then there was another parent who was standing beside me. And she saw me looking at it. And she kind of was looking at it a little bit too. And then she looked at me a couple times. And then she said, I swear to God. So when are we going to have a white history month? And my oh, reaction is, Christ. is, was not one that I am, I am even less proud of it now than I was at the time. I, I was, I was incredulous. And I said to her, well, we've had about what one of those a year for like two thirds we've had you know 12 of those a year for like two thousand years so i think we it may be time to to shake it up a little bit but when i should have said is shut the fuck up you absolute piece of garbage <laughs> but i didn't yeah. say that and in yeah. hindsight i wish i had but that would have been uncomfortable that would have made me feel uncomfortable that would have put her in an uncomfortable position might have put my kid in an uncomfortable position because she's probably gonna have to go find a new fucking soccer team to play on but I chickened out. I absolutely took the easy way out. I didn't make a joke and I, in no uncertain terms was it, well, I did make a joke, but it wasn't, it was clear that I was not finding what she said amusing. And she's kind of slinked away and I just did what, I, what, what any good middle-aged man would do, which was text my wife and my friends about this insane thing that just happened instead of dealing with it in the moment. 
And those are the things that we're going to have to change to not only, um, uh, uh, I, I don't know if you serve, but to, to educate, but let people know that, that those fucking deviant things that you have to say are not welcome. Do not say anything remotely close to that shit to me, you scumbag. Or <laughs> I'm gonna, <laughs> I'll give you one guess what that person does for a job, BTW. But I will I will decline to take that guess. You would get it right if you guessed the first time. One guess you would get it right. <laughs> do they, the, do, does their job need to be defunded now? Their job might see a bit of a defunding in the future. Okay. The important thing is those are the moments that we have to uh, – someone like me needs to – show actual character and show actual courage and do something that is going to make me uncomfortable rather than rolling my eyes and making the, making them know that I don't approve without actually doing anything. Those, those, that's, a, that's the smallest thing. I mentioned some of those other organizations. Those are, those are the more important things, but making people uncomfortable, them and me, is so much more important moving forward. And, and I, I wish I hadn't chickened out and I'd actually taken that opportunity to lose my fucking mind so that I wouldn't have to be <laughs> trying to just because that's what well, that's what that situation deserved. I don't know how much more uncomfortable this is going to get. Um, there are a few baseball things we could talk about, I guess. Um, Stoughton, is there anything else that you wanted to say? I, I feel like I've been hogging uh, the mic here at the beginning. Oh, no, I... You know, I I don't have a ton else to say. No, I I think you've done well. I I think I've said many, uh, many things. But no, it, it's just uh, I've just been seeing some good tweets and trying to you know abide by their message, which is one that I retweeted today. You can you can follow me on Twitter. There's some I'm trying to you know I'm trying to do good tweets all the time. Uh, but no, uh, like this com- this conversation is uncomfortable, but we should be uncomfortable about it. And you know. Uh, I, the tweet that I'm, I'm thinking of in my mind right now was basically saying, you know, you're not guys, non-black people, uh, non-people of color, people like us, uh, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to get it right every time. We're not, you know, we're trying to, we feel like we're sort of trying to thread a needle, but it's impossible. Uh, we might have the wrong idea about how to approach certain aspects of these things. Uh, and, you know, it's more important that we listen and hear how to do better than to try to win and get it right. Cause we're never going to be able to do that. Um, so, you know, it's just, uh, it, it's just, it, it's, it's just so personally disappointing. And not that I blame myself for society's failures, but like it, it just does feel like fucking groundhog day. And it, uh, it it's just, it's so, it's so dispiriting. You know, I saw somebody, uh, posted a, a Fresh Prince joke where Jazz had his hands up in court and, and, and Uncle Phil told him to, he could put his hands down. And he's like, no, I've got my back to a cop. I'm not putting my hands down or he'll shoot me. And that's 30 years ago. And it's like, that's, you know. Play for uh, laughs on a, on a half hour sitcom. Yeah, on a sitcom. And it's just like, it's just, it's just fucked up. It's just so fucked up that that's sort of. You know, you don't you, you don't want to think about it. It, it. it reminds me. This is maybe a bad analogy, but like, it reminds me. I'm here in Peterborough in downtown, and uh, I, you know there are some there are problems here. You know, there's some homelessness here, and there's stuff. And and it's like I just there's a real for the people who sort of live around the the, the ring of suburban esque kind of area around the city. They don't like to come downtown. They find it dirty. They find it hostile. Uh, and I just think that a lot of it is really that they 
they don't want to see the results of the things that they believe in and vote for, uh, you know, just brought to bear in like full color in your face. And so they have the the privilege to ignore it and to not come downtown, uh, which, you know, for me works nicely because it keeps a lot of fucking assholes out of, out of, you know, my space here. But, but, but I feel it's, you know, it's just, we built, we built so much structure that does allow people to ignore this stuff. And, you know, I'm as guilty of it as anybody at times. And it, it's, and it just, you know, you look back and you take a step back and you look, like I say, 30 years ago being played for laughs. It, it, it's just, it's, it's, it's mind boggling. And it's also mind boggling to think that we're probably going to fucking be here again because it's so hard to make real change. And there's so many people who good intentioned sometimes or not uh, are, are, are aligned or think in a way that make it very difficult for anything like that to happen, like uh, the the tisk tisking liberal sort of mindset about about it, it you know, it, it's it, it, you you can run you can run into into bad uh, into bad ideas, I suppose. If if I'm not I'm not like blood in the streets, kind of at the I guess at this point, but like you know, <laughs> like it. It's just it 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 is hopefully a moment we don't fucking fuck up like we have every other one of these, and hopefully something can really genuinely happen. But it's not going to if we just sit and opine on our podcasts. We have to be, you know, out there fucking fighting for it and 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 saying what we believe in and not you know word salading our way around it and and just trying to do what we think is right and continuing to have conversations and continue to examine the systems that are in place that are that may be invisible or may be incredibly invisible i think it's you know it's heartening again people are learning about things that that we that that some might be surprised that people didn't understand you know redlining and 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 uh and i mentioned the poverty draft and and understanding the uh, you know the 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 sort of de facto segregation uh system that uh, uh, the de facto segregation that has existed in Canada and the United States um, for 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 decades, uh, but also the bigger thing, like when people get all, oh well, they're destroying property, they, they lose it. It makes your case a lot stronger. Um, hopefully, not only can we smack those people upside the head, but also talk about like maybe it's the fact, maybe it's the target itself is also a big part of the problem as as quality jobs and quality you know business ownership and 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 having people who are invested in their community as opposed to being a corporate giant. You, you know what? I don't have to go down this same road for the fucking thousandth time, make myself sound even stupider than I do on my on a normal day. <laughs> but but I just hope that we're able to, like you said, not don't lose this moment. Keep this momentum. Don't let it get. Don't let uh, it slip away. Let's hope that we can. We won't settle back into our into being placated and and uh, you know the, the there's still a whole bunch of new shows coming up on Netflix and there's always new content around the corner but but we can continue to like continue to push and continue to have these conversations and make ourselves and other people uncomfortable um, until more people are in fact comfortable in their lives and in situations that we would ordinarily not think think nothing of um, so I think maybe that is a good pivot point to move on to something that's super comfortable, which is baseball's labor situation. Not looking great. No, 
<laughs> turns out, you know, okay. It turns out that that uh, you know, I, 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 I at the uh, no, I, baseball's labor situation is different, but there's also the the ability for some folks to happily shoot themselves in the foot to risk making themselves uncomfortable. Um, owners are pushing for a much shorter season in a way to have uh, they push for a 50 game season with further reductions other than the the pro rated that was the players players and the, and the, and the owners have been sort of negotiating in public again with with uh, you know the, the players made what looked like a like an encouraging offer um in terms of playing uh, as many was it as many as 124 games what the, is that what they said it was something Quite quite high like that. It was definitely higher than I I anticipated. But you know, I'm not uh, I'm not the master negotiator that uh, the the guys behind the union are. I suppose. Oh, sorry, it was 114 games, and they had they had said they would expand the playoffs for two seasons as well. But now the the owners came back, and even just earlier this evening, um, there were more than 100 players uh, had a digital meeting, according to a report from. Uh, Ken Rosenthal and uh, and Evan Andrelich here on the Athletic, and they uh, basically said uh, you know, not only were they really re- re- united, and they rejected the latest the latest ownership offer. So while hockey and basketball, indoor sports that have been uh, kind of sitting idle since their seasons shut down in in um, in, uh, in March, March, yeah, March. Um, when, whenever the hell that was, the, the before times, uh, yeah. baseball is still. Now facing down the the prospect of of uh, of dragging this out even further, we're here into June, and uh, they they don't seem to be any closer together than they were uh, before. There's not, I, I mean, there's not really anything new here, other than the fact that the nego- negotiations, which are a very public in nature, um, are not moving anywhere. The players are um, the players are are united, which is. You know, from a labor perspective, a good way to be. You hope that 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 unity can continue. Um, you know, they're in a they're in. I feel like they're in a good position right now because they they do they're still getting paid. You know what I mean? Well, that that is a I think that's a key factor to continue that unity and solidarity um, because they're not in like a work action mode yet. So there's still pay coming in. Um, the players, some a lot of players, uh, bless them, shaming the owners into into <laughs> paying the minor leaguers. Oh. Uh, Incredible. A, good, a bit of a good news story. Sean uh, Sean Doolittle of the Nationals, who uh, who volunteered that he was going to make up the difference between what uh, the minor leaguers were making and what the ownership was offering, which sort of spurred the owners. It's like you said, direct action, yeah. mass action. Uh, David Price, I think, did as what well, did a similar. Thing. David Price said he was going to give every minor leaguer in the Dodger system a thousand bucks for the month of July. Mm. Man, uh, I mean, it doesn't really <laughs> maybe it doesn't help your position that like. That you do get paid too much, but I mean, obviously, gigantic quotes around too much. Yeah. Uh, because I think you all, everybody who's listening, knows where we stand, where I stand on on, on that sort of shit. Yeah, it, it's uh, the interesting thing to me. I don't know enough about the the economics of hockey or basketball. I mm-hmm. would say I haven't uh, I haven't opened the fucking PDF of the CBA like I have a billion times for the baseball one over the years. <laughs> Uh, which as, as a non-lawyer, I got to tell you sucks, but sometimes that's the only place there's the answer for the one little like, like roster rule that you need to try to figure out. Um, but I know that those sports have sort of a hard, uh, 
like revenue sharing uh, between the players and the owners, right? Like there's a percentage that the players get in baseball. That's not, that's not there. I, I'm, I'm curious to know why, uh, why those teams trust their owners to, to give them the correct information. Uh, but, uh, but nonetheless, yeah, it, it's, that obviously makes it difficult, but also this is in a way, a wonderful time to, uh, to not play baseball if you're the union and not, and not be broken and not, you know, I, because there's obviously like the like the health concerns thing is legitimate, and you know we are in the middle of a pandemic. Even though people are rightly in the in the fucking streets, and and you know it's a shame that this is you know the that the society is disintegrated. Uh, you know, at, at the, it always happens at the worst possible fucking time, but uh, but you know, so we might see upticks in cases again, and 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 have to have to worry about that stuff down the the line. So. It, and it's like it would be just such a bastardized season. Uh, the you know expanding the playoffs is already they've already expanded them so much, and uh, you know people obviously don't like that idea. Uh, it, it's you know it, it, I I don't think the players can win the PR war anyway, right? Like I think that that fans will just not enough will ever come around to the idea that like going out and playing baseball every day is worth twenty five million dollars a year uh, to 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 change that. So they should just lean into like the fact that they are, are going to come off as villains and, and do what's right for their union. Maybe, maybe be a little bit better to the minor leaguers who are future union men members. But, uh, but yeah, I, so I can understand why this has become such a stalemate. I don't think that it's like peacocking. I don't think that they're out there, uh, to just trying to like have people talk about the worst possible story about the game, uh, possible, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. It'll it'll be interesting to see. But hopefully, you know, it would be a nice idea. And I'm sure I've mentioned this before. But like, clear up that that like the 2021 CBA end as well. Like like two birds with one stone here. If you're gonna if you're gonna not play this year, can you at least like not not play again in a year and a half? It's like one of those things where you hear about um, someone having a surgery, and they go in and they're like, oh well, when we're in here. Might as well, like you know, clean up that that <laughs> the, that part of the joint yeah. while we're repairing, yeah. you know, these tendons in the front. We we'll might as well take a look. You know, we're in here. We'll, we'll do that work as well preemptively. The wound is open for baseball. They need, hopefully, if they can, they can use this as an entree into because I think a lot of this stuff is 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 going to be incredibly obviously pertinent when it comes to that CBA negotiation. The thing I keep coming back to is the idea um, of hockey related revenue. Right, that's what's split. 50 or whatever i don't know if it's quite 50 50 in the nhl but that wasn't when they came up with the with the the, the last cba it was about yeah. the, the the players aren't getting the players aren't getting the real estate money on it on maple leaf square is what you're saying right exactly so the players get the get their get the uh, that percentage of uh hockey related revenue which is then broken into each team and so on and so forth so the owners in baseball i think as much as they would love to have that what the magic word cost certainty um, when it comes to the on-field uh, product, they are probably remiss to open up the baseball-related revenue um, uh, uh, tickle trunk, and f- so that people might swim around in there and figure out, uh, <laughs> you know, what what is actually going on in in those books. But the the, the bottom line which is, which I think, which I think is the right tactic for the players, right? I mean, if they're afraid to show their books, keep demanding they show their books. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it, it, you, I think you're right. Um, that the players, as we've said many times before on here, it's unfortunate. It's not unfortunate. It's a fact that the players are not sympathetic 
characters in this in this uh, in these labor negotiations. Many of the players aren't sympathetic people at all when they start talking about <laughs> things that aren't uh, what, what they did with the with a when they got a curveball in a one one count. But it's the difference and the difficulty that most uh, that all of us have, and that's parsing the difference between like a millionaire and a billionaire. The idea of a millionaire is still like difficult for me to wrap my heads around, even though the average detached home in Toronto costs a million dollars. That doesn't mean that a millionaire owns in my in my brain. That's not a that's not even a millionaire, right? If you if you have a job, you earn a salary, you pay a mortgage, you're not a millionaire, even if your house is worth a million dollars. But the idea of a billionaire is just just so far beyond what any of us can wrap our heads around. The, the that number about how if uh, that great we talked about last week with Grant Brisby, like oh if he if he gave away a thousand dollars a month, if he lost a million dollars a month, he would yeah. be broken forty twenty two or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, but like that's you, those. It's just so big. It's so significant a number that it's difficult to see. It's like when you're standing, you know, right directly in front of a of a of a container ship, and you you just can't even appreciate how big it is because you can't see the ends of it on either side, and you can't see over it. So it's like that's that's what being a billionaire is so it's difficult to process like that's the bad guy in this situation that's yeah. the guy that does like <laughs> if you lose two the, mil- the millionaire the millionaire is one container on that ship the millionaire yeah the millionaire <laughs> might be like, walking up the gangway to get on that ship in like a in like a fur coat with a with a, with a bejeweled hat on <laughs> but somebody owns that boat right like that's somebody's yeah. boat and it's not the guy who just happens to have like a nice car that he drove to the pier. We're taking this thing to the to the limit right now, but uh, I think we are. But uh, but yeah. So well, now, now I have a I have a I have a farther limit, but we we probably shouldn't. <laughs> That's probably <laughs> the best. Um, I don't know. I. So that's the kind of the labor situation. Is there any is there any kind of um, is there any kind of positive way we can maybe like. I don't know. End this. End this episode, or if there's another topic we can talk about. One, there's there's a, a story making the rounds. I, as I so I just mentioned players when they open their mouth. Um, uh, the sort of the relationship between like Tim Anderson and Lucas Giolito is is really an interest, interesting one. Um, where I, I can't think other than Giolito um, of many players, you know, white baseball players who've come out in a in a strong or, or even noteworthy way. Um, to to with messages messages of support messages of understanding a lot of these guys are keeping their heads down because um, they probably don't have anything worthwhile to say uh, th- that story we referenced uh, uh, in the athletic off the top I think is uh, is instructive and I think also just the I, I've kind of danced around this a little bit before but like when you see the relationships that form among like black big leaguers that are there's no obvious connection to one another other than the fact that they're black big leaguers or even or even minor leaguers who are talking to and, and connecting with the like the you know if it's hunter green to hang in in marcus stroman's messages or, or or mentions or wherever like those bonds are real because that experience that they those players share is unique and it's there there's there's a there's almost like that instant bond that's formed there and it's it's in its own way, it's 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 nice that there is a support system in place, but it's also super tragic that like these that there's so few players and they have such a they feel a so alienated or so kind of on their own, um, so that 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 they have to cling to that. And as as there are 
you know, some teams have some teams have have more black players, some teams have fewer. Um, it's just a really it's it's telling, and, and I've, I've, I know I've said before that it's a kind of social media is a little bit of a, of a window into that. But uh, I don't know. Have you seen any like it? Because I mean, like when Jonathan Taves is coming up with interesting things to say, and, and like and like what looks like a, a, a position that he achieved and, and like came to on his own. It didn't seem polished. Didn't seem kind of um, doctored. It didn't seem spun. It just seemed like a, a a guy who who like many hockey players barely went to high school. You know what I mean? Like he went to university, but like he's playing <laughs> hockey full yeah. time. Uh, it, and 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 Harry is kind of expressing himself in a way that um, is at least uh, 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 admirable position, or at least a uh, honest position. Uh, I can't think of any ball players that have come out that way. It's very possible that some that some have, like the white ball players in particular. You mean? I mean, obviously Anthony Alford had talked about it. Marcus Stroman's been on about it, and and, and good for them. But you're right. I, I don't. I don't uh, I don't. I don't know. And it, and also speaking of hockey, there there is there is very much the same uh, 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 grouping or whatever. Whatever I was going to say, clique, but that's not that's not the right word mm-hmm. among the black hockey players as well. Buddy of mine, Patrick, his son was like friends with Devontae Smith Pally back when he was in junior, and and would tell me, you know, oh, all these guys are all the GTA guys are out there, you know, working working out together doing the, which, as you said, about the in, in baseball terms, which is great, but also telling uh but yeah I, I i don't know i don't wonder i wonder if it's the the fact that they're in a labor war i don't want to like be you know make excuses i obviously if lucas giolito could do it anybody could do it and we haven't seen enough of it but also i, I will not claim to have my finger on the pulse I, I generally do not follow athlete twitters and instagrams and stuff because you know don't like if you do, you probably know exactly why you shouldn't follow those things. They, they are, uh, they're not interesting to me. And in fact, often, uh, let you down. There is always that potential. Uh, Tyler, the producer sent me a message just now noting that like Tyler Sagan was at, uh, was at a, a, a march at a, at a protest in Dallas today. Um, obviously NBA, this is not something that's not new to NBA players, um, who have, um, obviously are, well, the most overwhelmingly uh, among the athletes, you know, the most overwhelmingly uh, black African-American players in the NBA. Uh, this is a very much a lived experience for them. There was a bunch of, uh, you know, Steph Curry and, uh, and, uh, and Kevon, um, what's his name? He played, he was hurt, separated his shoulder in the finals this year, or last year. Um, anyway, plays for the Warriors. There's a bunch of guys that were, um, that were all together and, and marching. Uh, Clay Thompson was out there as well. Uh, but uh, I don't know that we're going to see baseball players. Maybe we have, and I don't know that it's, that I don't know, I don't know that it's. Uh, well, no, it is. I, I want to see them. I want to see them out there. I want to see. Hell them, yeah! Them making that effort. Uh, you know, I want to be. Think, I wanted the thoughts I when I had when I heard Tyler Sagan was out there marching. I wanted I, when I was like, holy shit, Tyler Sagan, good for you. That sounds that sounds like progress to me junior hockey like top nhl draft pick out there and the taves thing not to give hockey any credit uh but but yeah i would like to i would like to have those same thoughts about uh about more baseball players hmm. um otherwise we're all sitting here all like the 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 folks like us are being like man i hope my team trades for sean doolittle like that's all we're hanging on that's all we can hang our hope on to is uh maybe sean doolittle who talks about books and 
and uh, and and goes out of his way to do good things and have those those important conversations. Uh, like so many of us, baseball players aren't, aren't aren't alone in having people who they sit side by side in typical times, uh, have those conversations, uh, 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 listen, uh, try to understand their experience. I think that that is um, something again. The when the time is right, uh, again without without thrusting your need to learn things on to somebody else and making them do that work for you, making them educate you, uh, uh, learn, uh, have meaningful conversations when you have that opportunity. And I think, as I said at the beginning, uh, make yourself uncomfortable. I think that's, that's, um, that's one thing we can all do for each other or do, do commit to do, which is when there's an opportunity, don't take the easy road out. Um, take a, take the difficult road, have a difficult conversation, Stand up and 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 say the things that you mean. Stand up for what the things that you think are right. Um, and if you don't think some of these things are right, you probably didn't make it this far into this show. That much uh, is sure. Uh, I don't know. I, that's pretty much all yeah. I got. So, you got anything else? No, that sounds uh, that sounds good. Good to me. I'm, that sounds good I'm to me. Uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable, and that seems appropriate. <laughs> So uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. We hope we didn't waste your time as much as anything. Um, and I hope that um, hope we can continue to do better, like Stoughton said. Uh, and I know that we will. Um, we, we will continue to do better. We'll continue to, to hopefully make ourselves uncomfortable and confront the things that, that we take for granted um, and, and really address uh, address the the issues and challenges that are bigger than sports, bigger than podcasts, bigger than baseball, bigger than anything else. Um, this is a great moment to hopefully really initiate change that um, from which there will be no no turning back. Uh, his name is Andrew Stoughton. My name is Drew Fairservice. We'll talk to you next time uh, on Birds All Day. Mm-hmm.